0: The goal of this podcast is to help you break in and thrive in advertising. And we do that every week by sharing the stories and advice of those who are rocking it on the other side. And welcome back to Adjunct, the segment of Breaking and Entering where we speak with the best ad educators across the world. The professor in this episode was quoted saying, if we win the NSAC competition, I will let you all shave my head, end quote. If that doesn't portray passion, Maybe the 30 plus years of teaching creative advertising will. Professor Joe Bob Hester is an associate professor at one of the oldest public universities in the United States, where Michael Jordan won a national title his freshman year as well. Yes, it's the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. Much like Dean Smith, Roy Williams, and now Hubert Davis, Joe Bob Hester coaches his advertising students to be the best creatives they can be to break in and win in the advertising industry. He mentions the importance of building a wealth of advertising knowledge beyond the standard ad trade publications, which are those ad weeks, ad ages, which we love. He says how current university students, whoever they are, they should look into developing independent studies with their favorite professors. His unique approach and extensive knowledge make him and his episode a must listen. And hey, you can connect with him. If you check out our Instagram at Breaking and Entering Pod, he lists out his secret resources just for you. And if you message me on Instagram or on LinkedIn, I'll help you connect with him or any of our past guests. Now, on with the show. You're going to love this one. This is the Breaking and Entering Advertising Podcast. And as usual, whew, that was a high one. I am your accomplice, Gino Schellenberger. Kick it, Mikey. All right, Joe Bob Hester, Professor. Welcome. To the breaking and entering advertising podcast. How the heck are you doing today? You got some soccer going on, you said.
1: Uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of traffic because of this soccer match that is being held at Chapel Hill. So um, it's really interesting to see the the all the promotion around it too. You know, they have set up tailgating that's way beyond that's awesome. you know what a college we see on college football weekends. So,
0: oh, interesting. Who's playing? Let the audience know.
1: Uh Rexon and Chelsea.
0: So that means Ryan Reynolds might be
1: in town. Well, <laughs> that is the rumor.
0: And uh, and I'm just gonna go right into advertising. He runs the creative ladder, which is a really great resource. Mm-hmm. Um that's a resource for diverse creatives, underrepresented backgrounds, nonprofit, uh, him, David Greiner, who's uh uh who was a fantastic journalist in the ad trades and Deanna Dorsey Calloway. So I've interviewed David and Deanna about that, but I haven't had Ryan Reynolds on. So maybe if you can go run outside and, <laughs> and find him, we can get something going.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I, I'm actually doing this from Durham. I, I left Chapel Hill after uh, or before the traffic got too bad because it was really backing up they, the stadium seats, 51,000. So oh,
0: beautiful um yeah yeah so that's awesome that uh, on in the summer and uh, you know so that's what we're here to talk about is University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill you live in Durham right is that correct yes, yes. not too far how long is the drive over from Durham to UNC
1: mm, driveway to the parking lot is 8.8 8 miles so not, on a good day it's 15 minutes nice
0: Durham tell me about Durham I've been in Chicago my whole life what's Durham like
1: Oh man, Durham is really cool. It's a real foodie town.
0: What do you I like to eat? There? I
1: didn't realize that when we moved here. Um I like pretty much everything. I'm one of those mm-hmm. chef wannabes in terms of loving to cook. I just I, I don't want to work in a restaurant that, that work is way too hard. But <laughs> sure.
0: you're cooking up ideas, creative ideas. There you go. There we go. There we kind of a stretch. Okay. So Durham Food Town. 8.8 miles. He said, or from Durham to university of North Carolina at Chapel Hill campus. And you've been at UNC now for how long I'm seeing on, a, on the LinkedIn here, but you tell me,
1: uh, we came in fall of 2001.
0: Wow. So and that's 22 years and seven months, according to <laughs> LinkedIn. So you've been there, your associate professor, uh, uh, at UNC in the advertising department. Is that correct?
1: Well, we don't have an advertising department. We're in the School of Journalism and Media, um, and we have, under our current organization, basically two sides of the house. We've got the journalism side, Mm -hmm. and then we've got the strategic Mm -hmm. communication side, and that's where advertising lives.
0: So you got the journalism side and Stratcom, strategic communications, on the other side, and... I'm curious, um, you know, you've been at other institutions as well. Uh, Look, I'm seeing here Texas Tech, your assistant professor, Southwest Texas State University. You you got your PhD at University of Alabama. So um, tell me about the program structure, because we know journalism, oftentimes advertising will fall into the journalism school or a school of communication. It's not usually in the business school. Right. Unless you're doing marketing. How does that structure look at University of North Carolina?
1: That's that's the way it is. I mean, we're uh, the School of Journalism and Media is in school in the College of Arts and Sciences. Uh, so that's totally separate from the business administration folks. Um, we do get some of their students sometimes as minors in our program. Um and one of the this is one of the weird things about our program. I shouldn't say weird, but unusual. Um, unique. Unique. At at most schools in the advertising program, they don't teach a course called marketing because the business school won't let them. But we had a professor before I was ever here who made a deal and and got permission, and so we actually teach a concepts of marketing course in house. Um, in addition, you know, that they have one in the business school for their majors, but so that's kind of unique for us.
0: So you're, so somebody that majors in advertising can take a marketing concepting course or a marketing course. Yeah. Which is great. Absolutely. (laughs) Because I did that, but I did, I had to go into the, the business school class, like the business administration, uh, department. Right, well.
1: that's that's how I had to do it way back in the day.
0: So. Yeah, so that is unique. And why do you think that's important to have a marketing class housed in the advertising track?
1: I, I have a hard time imagining getting an advertising major and not taking a marketing course. Yes. Um, that just, and part of that's a bias, just because that's the way it was when I went to school. Um, but a lot of it is... To think more broadly than you know, just writing headlines. Um, to think about, you know, a lot of creative briefs have start with the line, you know, why are we advertising? And very often that's a business problem. So, yep. um, understanding so, marketing is really important,
0: right? Because advertising is only a fourth of market of the marketing mix, I believe. Um, and understanding the the business problem. To actually drive effectiveness is actually it's important to remember that we're trying to sell for the most part that's what they care about there's a lot more beyond that as well but if you can understand the client's needs it's so so crucial and you might even win effie one day (laughs) which is what it's probably one of the harder advertising awards there's so many creative awards out there but the effie especially clients want the damn effie oh yeah yeah
1: absolutely um but if you look at who wins the effies a lot of it is really creative work yeah you know snickers the the whole you're not yourself when you're hungry campaign that yeah. won an effie mm-hmm. um dove's real beauty campaign has won effie after effie after effie yeah so it drives
0: um, back to the point like they're not exclusive items. Effectiveness is not separate from creativity.
1: Right. In fact, there's a, a really good, uh, some really good work that's been put together by Wark. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have a thing they call the creative effectiveness ladder. And it it shows how the relationship between different types of effectiveness depending on how you're measuring whether it's it's you know awareness or it's a sales or it's branding Mm -hmm. or whatever and uh how advertising can contribute to that and gives lots of good examples most of it from con you know yeah uh, so
0: yeah it's super important and people should go all students should study those award-winning campaigns love the work more i think is a, a free site that we use a lot if you don't want to pay thousands of dollars to can international festivals. It's so expensive to get those subscriptions so that there is these two uh people that created a free platform to to view all the that work. I think I believe it's love the So hmm. people okay. people should be all over that. But yeah. back 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 to you though. So you've been teaching now for a good amount of time. A majority yeah. of your you this is your career you've been teaching and and i want to what do you teach specifically i know classes are always changing curriculum develop develops over time but what are their most recent classes that are your bread and butter that you're that you own at unc <laughs>
1: um i i Um, I really only own one and and I'm not sure that owns the right word for it. It's just nobody else touches this this because they know Joe Bob's got this. (laughs) Then I no Um, one will dare. But the the course that I teach most often uh, Mm -hmm. is our advertising creative course, which um, originally was purely a copywriting course years ago. um, But it's expanded beyond that. And like we taught. I think in the Last fall, we had five sections of that. Uh, it's gotten really popular. Um, so we have a lot of adjuncts that, that teach it. We've got some some folks who are creative directors at, at agencies that come in and teach it. Uh, there's another faculty member that teaches a section. But um, I've been teaching it pretty steadily now. And what's, the, what's the official name of the course? Advertising Creative.
0: Gotcha. What are the learning expected learning outcomes for somebody that successfully completes the course?
1: So you have to remember, we don't have a specialization within the major. Oh, that's,
0: that's actually a really good point. Like, let's we can even back it up a little bit. Like how does, what is the structure? Let me, sorry, bad hosting, I guess. Um, (laughs) What does the structure of the program look like from, from start to finish high level? If I, if I enroll at UNC and I go to Chapel Hill I live on campus and I say, I want to study advertising as a major. What's the track look like there? Uh, Walk us through that high
1: level. Yeah. um, So our, our curriculum is, has a real emphasis on flexibility on you being able to kind of tailor your major. So for an advertising major, in the school of media and of journalism and media, uh, everybody, regardless of what your major is, takes a basic news writing course. Um, and I actually like that ad majors take that because it teaches them to write in a structured way, you know, and, and to write briefly. Clearly. <laughs> clearly. <laughs>
0: yeah. It, what is that old term? It's like say it straight and then say it great yeah yeah just clear what are the facts get it to, and then also i don't know if they teach like what's newsworthy like that's super they super helpful. pr but also when creatives are concepting they're thinking about the headline they should be thinking about what will the headlines say about this amazing creative work so if they can understand what's newsly what's timely what's relevant what's effective and from a from a from a news from a journalism sense that's super crucial so i like that they start off with a news writing uh, angle and you guys are historically known for a great journalism school, and and I know you guys have a pretty good PR aspect as well. What what's the one that wins like consecutively? What's oh, the, program? the
1: journalism programs won, won the Hearst National Championship like every year? Seven out of the last eight years, I think. Yeah, yeah they're just, just they're just awesome.
0: So that was a journal. Okay, so that yeah. makes sense. You had that that journalism uh, backbone there. So then, what happens?
1: Right. So in in terms of the advertising major, there are only two courses that are everybody has to take courses. Mm
0: -hmm. Mandatories. What Uh, what are those?
1: One is a principles of advertising and public relations. We, we actually put the two, we used to have two separate principles courses, but we put them together into one course. And the argument there is twofold. One is a lot of students at that point don't really know if they want to go PR versus advertising. And so they get a good taste of both. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, I mean, just look at the work that's being done now. So much of it is, is a crossover. It's a mixture, you know, it has very strong PR components in addition to the traditional advertising stuff. So it, it's really important for, for those students to know. And then the other course that everybody in the ad sequence has to take is a research course, specifically for advertising and PR majors. So they learn... Um, research back,
0: research fundamentals, audience analysis.
1: Yeah, and, and they, they learn it quite broadly, but I think a lot of the instructors, what they really focus on more than anything else is being able to understand research because well, you know most research we hire you know we hire a company to do it and we have to be able to read it and see you know, no that's a great so they, do they do it well so
0: no and even internal research like i do a lot in my company like uh you know just studying email rate and like employee retention surveys like, they're that is so so crucial just in other aspects as well like you need to have that that, that backbone that structure to analyze right. what right. those results for sure
1: then, then after that, in terms of advertising courses, it's, it's much more flexible. There are different levels, like you have to take two courses at this level and two courses at this level or you know, stuff like that. Uh, everybody has to take a capstone course, but we have multiple ones that count. And so you can kind of structure your program to, to fit what you're most interested in, what you want to do. And I, I, I give you a kind of example of something that just happened recently. I have a, a new colleague who comes from industry and uh, was talking with uh, someone who was interested in coming to Chapel Hill as a student and is interested in creative. And so he asked me, Joe, I was, you know, what courses do we have? that someone who has an interest in creative would have to take
0: the age old question for undergraduate advertising uh, education.
1: Yeah. And so I, I have pulled out the catalog and started going through it and I didn't realize we had that many courses that fit in that description. Now some of them are pretty specialized. Like we have a, a program in fashion marketing, a couple of courses, but, but it's highly creative. I mean, a lot of yeah. experiential stuff, um, innovative a lot of product design. I mean, it's, it's really cool. Um, and I, you know, you and I talked several weeks ago, we, we just, just added this semester an official portfolio course. There you go. Uh, which you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing how that, are you teaching it. that? No, we've got a guy named Mitch Bennett. He's a creative director at, uh, Balton. Um, and and he he used to teach at one of the portfolio portfolio schools. like I want to say it was circus, but I'm not absolutely certain. Um and he taught a course like this there. Um he's been at a whole bunch of really that's good so, He's won a lot of awards.
0: That's really impressive. I think you have so what I'm understanding, you you start off with that that journalism writing, writing clear, understanding what's newsworthy. And then it gets into those mandatories, which is the um, the research is mandatory. You said, and then the other one was like the PR advertising combo, like right. intro principles, as well yeah. principles. Yeah, and then um, and then uh, then you have uh, these opportunities to specialize, these electives that you can take to to. By the time I, th- I would imagine whoever's teaching that those principal course that principal course for advertising and PR that they should show students the potential routes to go and sure. then the students should be like, okay, I know I want to be a copywriter. And I, now that I know that from this principal course, that I can take these XYZ electives to make me a better copywriter. And then you have the capstone where it comes back together full circle, where then you'll get people in a room. What's the capstone then? Like, I'm assuming it's like a client brief, uh, like a real client or, or group project work.
1: We we have a couple of courses that count as a capstone. We've got one that's actually crosses over into the journalism side as well. It's called yeah. Media Hub, where they actually are producing stories. But advertising and PR majors can take it as a capstone because they have to promote those stories. To I like news that. Outlets. That's you great. Know? So it's really cool. Um, we've got the traditional campaigns course, which is you know typically a. A client uh, that everyone in the, the the class works on. Usually in teams. Uh, sometimes it's a local client. Sometimes it's it's a bigger client. Um, we have one that's specifically devoted to social marketing.
0: Um, I've never heard of these multiple capstones either. So that's that's something unique.
1: Well, when you. When you have this many majors, you know everybody doesn't want to do the same thing, right? And so yeah, uh, it, it, it really is it all boils back down to that idea of being really flexible. And then so the the other course that I teach is one of the capstones, and it's we call it advanced advertising campaigns. It's the National Student Advertising Competition class. So
0: Ah, there it is. Yeah. And let me pull up a quote here from one of your past students who broke into advertising who I've been talking with. I won't... You might be able to guess his name from our prior, previous conversation. Joe Bob told us he'd shave his head if we won nationals in the National Student Advertising Competition. <laughs> Is that true?
1: Actually, I told them I'd let them shave it.
0: Oh! <laughs> did I misread?
1: No. Wow,
0: that's, even better.
1: That's... uh so when i interviewed to for this job i had long hair yeah and it's still pretty long
0: let me see right now yeah, it's all.
1: yeah it's it's pretty I long yeah. i I, got, I can do a pretty good ponytail with but anyway um at some point before i actually started the job i think it was because i was it was summer in west texas i shaved my head and, and I, I did that for years um, and it, it really kind of, I call it the Michael Jordan look since I was coming to UNC. I, but then one morning I, I cut myself pretty badly, shaving my head and I said, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. And I started going it back out. And so mm. now it's, it's back out. And, uh, but yeah, I did say that.
0: I like that. What else did you say here about the NSAC competition instead of a final exam? He takes the class out for food and drinks. Sorry if I exposed you there. But, <laughs> but if everybody that knows it's you're submitting a a, a a book, usually a lot of pages that we don't actually see in advertising. I won't comment on that. But it's like a really dense campaign, fully developed strategy, research, analysis. That's like 100 pages usually. I don't know if it is anymore. but
1: Actually, they've gotten it down to 12.
0: Thank the Lord. That's amazing. So 12 pages, and then they submit that, and then you're done. So that makes sense. You take them out for a drink, and that's actually really similar to what the world advertising industry works. Like when you wrap up a campaign, you go celebrate.
1: Yeah, th- this isn't a tradition that, I mean, I've been doing this a long time. And, and what happens in, the, in a course like this is you get to know this particular group of students better than most because you typically spend more time with them yeah you spend a lot more time with feedback and workshopping and 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 you get
0: close with them and
1: yeah and um in a lot of because they're seniors you know you're also helping with job hunting stuff and uh it becomes kind of like a family i had one student once one time say this was the group project that you actually wanted to go to meetings for and you know yeah. that's it's meaningful that's they need to do that
0: <laughs> yeah i love that I, I love that and it's such a great learning experience I, I i truly feel that students like if you just go to the class and just do the bare minimum i mean maybe at unc you'll be like you'll be fine but like You need to do the extra work and you need to get involved, whether that's working on your portfolio on the side or doing these competitions or the crowbar awards, which we don't don't have to plug. That's our own award show, but you need to do a little bit of extra work as an undergrad um, to really stand out because you're competing against uh, uh, portfolios of people at a portfolio school. That are spending big dollars and spending two years on it. You're against, you're going up against those people in the job market. So if you can motivate your students like you have, to and you know tell those funny stories and connect with them and create meaningful work with your students, that's what's going to get them jobs. Just like the person uh, John who told me about these like the, these quotes, he got a job at BBDO, and I'm sure it's because he put in extra work with you.
1: Yeah, he he, he put in a lot of extra work. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah it's not easy. That's why we call it breaking and entering. It feels yeah. like you're pulling off a crime yeah, yeah. I like it so you'll teach that 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 uh, so that's considered a capstone that's advanced creative. I want to be in that class. That sounds really, really fun <laughs>
1: they they don't allow graduate students anymore. They used to, but they don't anymore
0: <laughs> and y- your wife also is a professor at unC i read here yes, what does she teach?
1: um she's in officially in the journalism sequence so um in in fact her favorite course to teach is i think is the news writing course she's you know one of the best writers so, i've ever known so
0: so you're telling me if i enrolled you know if somebody enrolls in the advertising track they'll have your wife mrs hester dr gibson dr gibson <laughs> pretty close i tried <laughs> You know, I'm trying here. So they'll have Doctor Gibson fresh their their first class, and they might have you, uh, Professor Hester.
1: It has happened um, as their final class, and then who do they like better? Oh, always her. Oh, yeah, that's Uh, good. You mentioned John. He had he had her for uh, media ethics, I believe. I think Um,
0: can't escape you two. Yeah, that's good. I love, oh, well, that's amazing. And, and you love Vegas.
1: That's yeah. I, I mean, who doesn't?
0: <laughs> who doesn't? I've never been, but there- are there any good ad agencies over in Vegas?
1: Um, I, I, it's, I think, I, don't, in, I, don't, in, I have
0: not interviewed anybody in 190 episodes that has. Based in Vegas, any right. agency? I would imagine there's probably sports marketing, sports books, and like those types of agencies that should pop up. Maybe like yeah, DraftKings, it, there's probably a hub there.
1: It seems like the agency that did um the what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Wine, yeah, was local. Okay, but, I, but I, that's just one of those things that's floated in my head. I don't.
0: Yeah, I mean that would make, make sense, idea. but who knows? Like other states will do tourism campaigns, like yeah. other agencies in different states will do that too, but who knows, I, I'll, we can all go and do a little homework. But I wanna get also to your, what you talked about prior to this interview. Um, you mentioned finding creative resources is something that's that you're passionate about beyond, beyond the basics, right? We know the fundamentals. Like if you're a basketball player, you gotta be good at dribbling and you gotta be good at layups. And dribbling and layups, for advertising resources are Ad Age, Ad Week, and Communication Arts. Is that correct? Pretty much. <laughs> yes. And now if you're doing that, that's great. You got to know those. But what's beyond? What are what are some of those creative resources beyond uh, Ad Age and Ad Week and CA annuals?
1: Um, you know, part of this is driven because that's all I had when I was young. Yeah. Up. yeah. So I, I had the Wall Street Journal also. So, because they usually covered marketing and advertising pretty well. But now, you know, it, let's say I'm, I'll, I'll pick on CA because um, I, I love CA. Okay. I, I used to have a stack seven foot high in my office. But anyway, if you look through that work, you get to see the work, you see everyone who was involved, and you may have a little blurb. A couple of sentences about, you know, why they did, it or, sure. or maybe context. But now, especially with all the the sites out there that that cover this industry, and especially I, I love sites that are not from the United States. You know, Contagious and and Campaign, yeah, yeah. LBD and all those. A lot of those folks go beyond you know presenting the press release that the agency or the client sent out saying we've got this new campaign they go and they talk to the cd they go and talk to the planner and and you can you can find out so much more about what the thinking was behind the work and if you're trying to do that kind of work you need to know that
0: let me introduce you to ben conway at little black book he's one of the lead writers uh and uh addison capper i i'm very close with them so i want to make sure make a connection for you get you featured as well do a little pr for you or your program <laughs> um no seriously they would love to do it especially if you're a fan like i'm i could see the article now um like how unc professor uh professor hester is 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 helping his students with with LBB, something along those lines. There's a story they they would like to talk to you. So I'll I'll make that intro after this. But I think LBB is great. I also recommend Muse by Clio. Yeah,
1: um,
0: it's a free source. Uh, a lot of these have paywalls, and even with Ad Age and Adweek, um, you you have student discounts as well. So if you're a current student or even when you graduate, you still have your .edu for a couple of years. It's a little life hack. You can use that and get a discount at these. Or if you're really smart, you can just call up the help hot, the, the help hotline and just be like, hey, can I get this for free? I'm a student. And they will probably just say, sure. And they'll send you everything you want. Just a little life hack.
1: I'll, I'll throw in another plug for Muse by Clio. They've got a, a section called Tagline which is the podcast. Hey, no,
0: no promoting other podcasts. I'm I'm sorry. No, it's the best podcast. Tim Nutt is amazing.
1: Great for um,
0: Tim's not there anymore, though. Instead
1: of reading. Yeah, I know.
0: He's at it at at age. I don't think that's going to get picked back up. It is the best advertising podcast out there. Absolutely. Describing the campaigns, getting the different perspectives behind it all the famous campaigns the darth vader uh the the, the super bowl darth vader with yeah. the car company i forgot which one of that was uh dosaki's uh i mean there are so many great ones that that are there are so detailed background the stories behind it, it it is really incredible it makes me a little jealous though because advertising has evolved since like the early 2000s it's just ever evolving like the processes change and but the fundamentals are there on like Defending good ideas and 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 what it takes when to, to really preserve it and sell it and be persistent. There's some really good lessons in that podcast as well.
1: Yeah, they they also tend to go a lot into the things that happen in terms of producing work.
0: Yeah, all the all,
1: you know, <laughs> which, Yeah, all the
0: mistakes it's, it's, and like a bear. Be. A bear was on set for one of them. I forgot <laughs> which one we're listening to.
1: And students love that format. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I'm I'm starting to look for more and more videos and, and podcasts that that I can assign instead of reading. Because well, assign need. this one. I'm going to. Heck yeah.
0: <laughs> so what else do you want to tell your students listening then? Let's let's imagine this then. Students are across the country are gonna be are tuning in to this right now. Uh Joe Bob, what do you want to tell them? Uh uh You've mentioned also independent study, credit or not, for portfolio development. How do you approach that, that process, independent study? Now, UNC well, is a great school. There's probably, you know, you guys could probably bend things around. Not every institution might be like that, but what
1: do you recommend about this? Well, I, let me give you a little background. Um, we, we used to have a portfolio class, and this is, this is going way back. Uh, and then when portfolio schools started popping up left and right, uh, the person who was teaching that class decided to pivot that couldn't really compete with that. And so that class went away. And so then what happened is if somebody you know, really wants to be an art director or copywriter and really wants to work on a portfolio, they've only got a couple of choices. They can try to do it on their own, which is... Very difficult. Um, they can find a partner and try to do it together. That's a little yep. better. Yep. Um, they can work with a professor outside of class, or even a connection they've made during uh, during an internship. It doesn't necessarily have to be an academic, right? Um, or uh, most universities have a course number designated for faculty called an independent study. And it's it's typically designed for one of two things, either uh, for a student to pursue a particular line of study that we just don't have a class for. yeah, Or um, if because of circumstances, they can't take a particular class, but they really want that knowledge. And, and, and so sometimes you work on that, that one we don't use too much. So um, we've done that a good bit. There are a number of us who've done that with students. um, And it typically works like I, I did one this last spring. The two students came and met with me every Wednesday afternoon. And they'd show up and pitch me stuff, and I'd critique it. And we'd work through, you know, what, what do we need to do next? What are you going to have for me next week? Yeah. And they'd go off and work, 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 and come back and we'd do it all over again. That's incredible. And um, for credit
0: or not, you're saying you should entertain this.
1: Well, you know, yeah. these students took it for credit.
0: Good. Do that. If you, that's you the know, hard route. Yeah. If you <laughs> right. can get credit for it and develop a, a strong uh, portfolio. Absolutely. A couple of campaigns here and there, direct feedback. I always say that it's better to go with with one to two people and be consistent with them, show them the work, get back with the, now. not everybody's free. Be cognizant that if you're talking to somebody in the agency world that they're going to be busy, super busy, but instead of just shotgunning your work or your unfinished portfolio out and looking for any advice and not taking any of it and just trying to get eyes on it when it's not a terrible route to go. Just like job searching, just like when you're applying to colleges, it's better to be focused. I always say shoot with a rifle, not a shotgun, right? Be pointed. So I think that that when you have that built-in system, same professor, you're consistently checking in. That sounds perfect to me.
1: Yeah. And, you know... some people can't do that because we have a limit on how many hours you can take or sure. because sure. of their schedule. Or, but if you or can maybe. work
0: it and you can talk with your academic advisor and talk with the professor, there one, might be a workaround.
1: One thing I've done in particular is I've, I've had a couple of students who were in that situation. And so we just pared it down and we didn't meet every week. We met every two weeks Yeah, and so. not for as long. Yeah. Um, so it didn't, you know, eat too much into my schedule and right. it was more convenient for them. And, and that, and it know, worked out. that's it's not ideal, a but, it, but it does work.
0: But you have to be a creative solution. So, sure. Sure. all right, Joe, Bob, what's the final piece of advice that you have for your, for the listeners out there? We covered a lot about the program, about you and, and, and your wife and your love, uh, that you, you would shave your head and you, what you do. Last piece of advice here, what would you want your listeners to take away
1: and uh, assuming my listeners are students um, yeah
0: our, our audience is aspiring advertisers yes
1: this is this is um an observation from 30 something years of doing this
0: there we go let's hear the, it
1: the students who are the most successful career-wise even if they don't go into advertising and, and mm-hmm. we have a number of them that they go through our program and they actually do something else um the students who tend to be the most successful uh are the ones who really knew what they wanted to do fairly early yeah and were able to focus i love were, that they weren't just scattering around and weren't just taking courses just for the heck of it
0: joe bob i love that advice every time somebody calls me i immediately go what do you want to do what is the role that you want when you graduate or transition to. And when they can tell me confidently, I want to be an art director at a large agency. Great. Now we can work backwards. We can just clear out every distraction and figure out how to get there. When people don't know and they give me, well, I can write and I'm an art director and I want to be a creative director and I write I, I like to do a blog and journalism. Terrible i'm glad you have a lot of passions but if you're as a recruiter as somebody that's hired people and and you've seen this you need to be focused and it tells me that you're not very good at all those things because you can't be maybe down at the end of your career you could be a great writer great actor but somebody that's 22 years old maybe you're you're inherently gifted I highly doubt that you're amazing at all these different things. So I need to know right away that what you want to do. So I think that's perfect advice. And I, you know, have those conversations, talk with professors, take quizzes, creative ladder, like we talked about, not sponsored, sponsor, just a really great platform is a really great quiz. It's like two minutes. It tells you like what your ideal creative career would be. So I love that show up. How can people connect with you if they have any other uh, questions for you want to learn about, they want to transfer over to Chapel Hill, take your class, what's the best way?
1: I'm pretty easy, email uh, or LinkedIn. It's a name like Joe Bob Hester. You're not going to, somebody else isn't going to pop up. And we'll
0: put that, (laughs) we'll put the LinkedIn down below uh, in the show notes. But Joe Bob, I really, really appreciate you. And uh, I hope we can uh, work more in the future.
1: Thank you. Enjoyed it. You're the best. All right. Thank you again. Take care.